before the throne we come tonight humbling ourselves. Father, we this night need revelation into your word. Father, I ask that you'd unveil all these truths that we preach tonight to each of our hearts that we may rise up and take hold with faith those things you teach us and be that doer of the word. And in Jesus' name, we thank you. And every saint said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to uh, Matthew, the 27th chapter. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. We will begin tonight teaching some things on the Pauline Revelation. How many of you got to go to Bible school when we had Monday night Bible school? Oh, y'all don't know what you missed that didn't get to go. Amen. Amen. Isn't that right, Evora? It was a special time. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, when I got a hold to the Pauline Revelation, I got a hold to it through eternal life, Zoe. That was the first introduction I had to, uh, to uh, the Pauline Revelation and that the life and nature of God lived in me. Now, when I got a hold of that, something happened in my life. It was like I was born again again and a new fire sprung up in my heart. And I began to see some truths of what we actually are in the mind and the heart of God. And that Jesus Christ has already made us and accomplished every single thing that we need for life and godliness. Kind of like a lady asked me one time, said, you know, I believe, she tells telling me this, I believe the Lord's going to heal me one of these days. I said, he's not. Don't you worry about it. He's never going to heal you. He, she said, uh, uh, why? What have I done wrong? I said, lady, until you see that he already healed you 2,000 years ago, you'll never receive. If you're expecting God to do anything else pertaining to your redemption, pertaining to your healing, pertaining to your prosperity, pertaining to your deliverance in any way, if you're expecting him to do that one of these days, you're way late. You'll never receive. You must see that it was handled in the death, the burial, and the resurrection. You must see that. You must see when Jesus set out the right hand of God, it is finished, praise God. Every bit of the redemption that you needed for life and godliness. Everything was accomplished. It's already yours now, praise God. You'll no, lot, no more be in the kingdom of God when you get to heaven than you was the minute you got born again. You'll not be any more blessed when you stand before the throne of God than you were the moment you got born again. And until you realize that, until you realize that, you'll never reach out and take hold to what rightfully belongs to you. Now let me give you five simple things that the Pauline Revelation covers. The first thing is what happened to Jesus Christ from the cross to the throne, from the time that he was made sin until he sat down at the right hand of God. The reason that we call this the Pauline Revelation is simply this, is because Paul got the bulk of this message. Paul got the bulk of it. Now Peter got a hold of some of it, and John got a hold of some of it, small parts of it. But by and large, Peter 
I mean, Paul got a hold to this thing. Jesus Christ appeared to him and gave him this revelation. He caught him up under the third heaven and he saw things that's too precious even he couldn't speak them out. But those things which he gave Paul were for the church. Now we read through Matthew, we read through Mark, we read through Luke, those three Gospels, we call them the synoptic Gospels, which is simply means they're a narrative or they're a story. Jesus was born. He walked down the uh, 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 streets of Galilee. He, 12 years old, went into the temple. Just a narrative. He went to the cross. Just a story, an open book unto the whole world. Just like you'd read any other man's biography. But when you get into John and over into the epistles, those books were written to the church. To the church for us. See, we're still trying to receive from God out of the book of Mark. Still trying to receive out of the book of Luke uh, instead of getting over into the epistles where they're already ours. It is a difference between faith in Mark 11, 23 and 24 than it is over in the Pauline epistles. Amen. Amen. There is a difference. We see the woman with the issue of blood as she comes along. She reaches out and touches the hem of Jesus' garment. The Christian is still trying to reach out and touch Jesus. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, blessed be God, let me tell you something tonight. You've already touched Jesus. Hallelujah. Not only have you touched him, you are the physical manifestation of the Christ here in this earth. You are the flesh and bone Christ. You're the body of Christ tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you walk, bless God, they ought to be reaching out to touch you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So this Pauline revelation covers what happened to Jesus from the cross to the throne, what Jesus did for us from the time he was made sin until the time that he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. The second thing uh, is what God did for us in this work, what is already set down past tense to your credit. You know, you won't have any trouble going to the bank and getting $1,000 out of there if you know you got 10000 in there. But if you don't know you got 10000 in there, you're always trying to touch that banker. That's what Christians is always trying to do. They're trying to reach out and touch Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it when Jesus has already got it for me. Well, I'm going to get my healing one of these days. No, you're way late. Jesus got it for you 2,000 years ago. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. The third thing is our identification with him, which simply means this. How many of you ever seen identical twins? Well, that's what you and Jesus was. Amen. You was made identical to Jesus Christ in his death on the cross, in his burial, and in his resurrection. I simply call it the divine process. God run you through the divine process, through the cross. He crucified you, he buried you, and he brought you out a brand new creation, praise God. Hallelujah. 
Praise be unto God. That's what Paul received. Hallelujah. Identification being simply means being made identical. You're so identical with Jesus that you've been made one. He that's joined himself to Christ has formed a single spirit. One spirit. He is the vine and we are the what? The branches. Is any difference? Praise God. The same life that's in the vine is in the branch. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, when you understand this, your faith will rise to another level. You'll not try to be exercising it some kind of formula. Well, let's see, how do, I, how do you say do that? Well, I say it, I say it, and then, uh, yeah, I do it. No, it'll come, become unconscious. I know who I am. I've been identified with Christ. Hallelujah. I know that the risen Lord lives in me, and I act out of that heart that knows who he is, praise God. It's natural for me to act in faith. See, I was crucified with Christ, Nevertheless, I live. Now, it's not I that lives, but it is the Christ, the Messiah, that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, how do I live it? I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I'm operating on the Jesus kind over here. Amen? I'm operating on the Jesus kind. I'm not trying to follow the woman with the issue of blood. Amen? I'm not trying to follow the blind man. Thank God those examples, we can, we can use them and get something happening. But thank God we've passed that stage and we're over into the body of Christ and Jesus Christ has raised us up and seated us with him in heavenly places. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. The fourth thing is simply this. Who we are and what we believers have become because of the new birth and being filled with the Holy Ghost. What we are as believers, see, you're the righteousness of Almighty God. I was te teaching a simple message on righteousness in Louisiana not long ago, and uh, after I preached it, a young girl come up to me, some of them did, and they said, that can't be so. That's not me. That can't be me. That's not me, I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous, not what I've done, not my past, not what I've been involved with. No way God could ever cleanse me, no way he could ever make me righteous that I could stand before the living God as if I'd never heard of sin. Said, I've heard of it all my life. I guarantee you when we got through teaching this and bringing out the scriptures, blessed be God, some of those girls told me, said, you know, now I understand why daddy acted like he did. Now I understand why mama acted like she did. I understand why granddaddy, my uncle, why he was like that. Because he wasn't born again. He is acting just like the devil. That's what he is supposed to do. Only the new birth changes people. Amen. Amen. So, who we are because of who we are as believers because of the new birth and being filled with the Holy Ghost. The fifth thing the Pauline revelation does is simply this. It reveals to us what Jesus Christ is doing for us now at the right hand of the Father. He has entered into a new ministry. He has entered into a new ministry. How many of you know he is your high priest? He blazed a new trail. Amen. 
Hallelujah. He blazed a new trail. He was the pioneer of the resurrection. Everyone that receives him follows that path. You know, as the old settlers crossed over the Appalachian Mountains, what was that gap? The Cumberland Gap. They, that was the gap, and they blazed a new trail. Well, I'm telling you, your Lord Jesus Christ blazed you a new trail. He opened up a new pathway into eternal life, and any man that receives him can walk out from under the jurisdiction of hell itself. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What Jesus is doing at the right hand of the Father, he is ever living to intercede for you today. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. We call it simply Jesus' present day ministry. Praise God. I said all that to introduce you to it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did you find Matthew 27? Raymond, you can tell I'll get a little excited about this stuff. Amen. I'm telling you right now, God has personally called this church to introduce this into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. He has called us to do this. And he has anointed us to do this. Amen. Praise God. And we're catching hold of this thing and the more you teach on it, the deeper God will carry us into it and unveil it to us that we can stand and pour forth our vision to others. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew, the 27th chapter, 45th verse. Now from the sixth hour unto the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. This is when Jesus was on the cross. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama shabashtani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of those who stood there, when they heard that, what he said, the man is calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a, Read and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up the, his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were open, and many of the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming up out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Hallelujah. Those three days and three nights from the time that Jesus Christ was on the cross until he carried his blood into the heavenly holy of holies, blessed be God, it changed the universe forever, praise God. 
It changed humanity. It changed religion. It changed everything that everyone thought about religion. It was no longer a do and don't religion, but a religion where you would enter into and be changed and be able to walk in the victorious victory that Jesus accomplished for you. Praise be unto God. So we see the three days and three nights. And we see what happened on the cross. And we can remember this, simply this, that what Jesus Christ was doing on the cross, first of all, he was acting as my substitute. He died for me. Can you say amen? While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Amen. Hebrews 2 and 9 said he tasted death for every human being. Every man, every man, every man. Praise be unto God. You know, John 3, 16, he said, For God so loved what? The world. The world. Do you know that Jesus Christ loves the world as much as he loves you? He loves the sinner. He loves the woman that's had many abortions. He loves her. He loves the man that's abused little children. He loves the man no matter what he's done. Blessed be God. Our God is a compassionate God and it goes beyond human thinking. Praise God. Beyond our intellect. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Turn with me back, if you will, to, to the book of John, the 12th chapter. John 12, 31. John 12 and 31. Jesus talking about what he was going to do on the cross. He said, now is the judgment of this world. Now is the ruler of this world to be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself. You know, I hear people say that. Said, well, if you lift Jesus up, he'll draw all men unto himself. That's not what he's talking about. Listen to him. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself. This he said, signifying by what death he should die. Praise be unto God. Jesus Christ was acting as the Son of Man. He was our representative man. Just as Adam was our representative man that stood for all of humanity, and he, uh, what he did in that garden affected the whole human race. He said in Romans 5, 12, whereas by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men. Not physical death, but a spiritual condition. Uh, in Genesis 2, 17, he said, In the day that you eat of that tree, Adam, you shall surely die. Well, he didn't die for 930 years physically, but he died spiritually. In other words, the nature of Satan entered into him, and he gave birth to a race of devils is all it could be. 
and every man that was born into the earth after Adam, this condition got on him and he died spiritually. Spiritually, meaning a separation from God, a nature direct opposite from that which Adam started with, a nature direct opposite from what can contact Almighty God. Separated. No way, no way that they could touch God. No way they could enter into any kind of relationship with Almighty God. So, Jesus was lifted up. He said, if I will be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men. In other words, he drew all of mankind into himself. He stood as the head of humanity, the son of man, the son of man. He was the son of man. He was the son of God. He represented man. He represented God. On the cross, they cut what we call the blood covenant, the blood of the new covenant, the blood flowed, and there was a new covenant cut between the Son of Man and the Son of God, and blood flowed, and it's been sealed by the blood of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Jesus acting for my stead. He died for me. He died for every human being. Praise be unto God. On that cross, he cried out, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? At that moment, the sin condition of the whole human race came upon him at one time. Now listen to me. Jesus did not have a death-doomed body. Sickness could not attach itself to his body any more than it could attach itself to Adam's body. How I many of you know Adam was the first son of God? Amen. Jesus was the last Adam, the last son of God that stood for humanity. It's many more sons of God that followed after him since then. All right. When Adam committed high treason, it took 930 years for him to die physically before this condition finally overcame him. But Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, the sin, the sickness, every infirmity, all the iniquities of the world came upon him at one time and he cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And it was a short period of time he was dead. Our sins killed the master. Our sickness killed the master. Our sin condition that separated us from God. He became sin for us. He was not just the sin bearer. This is very important. He didn't just bear your sins. He was made sin. He was made sin for us who knew no sin that we could be made the righteousness of Almighty God. So you say, why did it not take long for Jesus to die? Because he carried the whole sin of the world upon him and he became that sin. You know, that Roman centurion said, my God, my God, he must have been the Son of God. His visage, his, his way he looked, totally changed. Everything changed about him on the cross. He didn't look like a human being. 
2 Corinthians 5, 21. Let me read you a translation or two. Wiles' translation said, Him who knew no sin, he made, he made, he made to be sin on our behalf. Street Christians said, The Father took the Son who never had any evil in him and laid the evil of the universe on him. The evil of the universe. Oh my God. Here's the pure, sinless Son of Almighty God on the cross, never been separated from God, never touched sin. And now all the sin of the universe came upon him. He cringed. He cried out, my God, my God. The life of God left him. Revelation knowledge left him. Everything left him. He went into darkness. Jerusalem Bible said, For our sake God made the sinless one into sin. Living Bible said he took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's called the great exchange program right there. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. When Jesus died or when the sin of the world came upon him, he died spiritually. If Jesus had not have died spiritually or come under the jurisdiction of sin, he would have never died physically. His body was not made to die any more than Adam's body was made to die. Are you understanding that? He couldn't have died. He'd have still been here if, if God had not placed upon him our sin. Do you know if Adam had not have sinned, they'd still be the father and the mother that we look up to. Amen. 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 So, Jesus dies spiritually or comes under the jurisdiction of sin and comes under the jurisdiction of spiritual death under man's condition. And when he comes under this authority, then he dies physically. He cries out with a loud voice and gives up his spirit. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Let me say this. Now, when Jesus was born, he was born out from under the authority of any, any spiritual death because he did not have any of his father on earth's genes in him. He had his father in heaven's genes. None of the blood of his mother ever touched him. The blood is, comes with the man. It comes with the man. Over in Leviticus, the 17th chapter, it said the life of the flesh is in the blood. See, praise be unto God. So Jesus being born out from under this, all of a sudden, all this comes upon him. He cries out, my God, my God, why have you left me? Oh, my God. Then he gives up the ghost. He dies physically. You know, in Colossians 1.18 and in Revelations 1.5, it said Jesus was the firstborn from the dead. Not the first to be raised from the dead because he had raised three. In Old Testament, many had been raised. Elisha, Elijah, both. You know, they threw a young man in on Elisha's bones and he had so much power in his bones. Bless God, that heaven's radium was stored up in his bones that he came alive, praise God. Amen. Praise be unto God. So, Jesus was the firstborn to come out of spiritual death. Do you understand that? 
So if it's a first that can come out, there is a second, and a third, and a fourth, and whosoever will may come. He said he was the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. In the Old Testament, blessed be God, they had a, 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 a saying that this was the way of the blood. You know when Abraham cut the calves in two? and the heifers, and that night God came down and walked down through the middle of that thing, and that lamp and that fire walked down through the middle of that, and he cut a covenant with Abraham. He were, it was called the walking of the way. Well, Jesus was the way. Praise God that you can walk out from under anything that you've been under. Hallelujah. And Jesus tonight is Lord over the new creation people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Isaiah, you might write these down. Isaiah 53. Isaiah is called by all scholars the Messianic, the Messianic prophet, the one that prophesied about the Messiah more than any other one. Hallelujah. He was one of them called the major prophets. You know, there wasn't any major and minor prophets. It wasn't that. Uh, uh, only reason we call them major is because of the size of their book. You know, the size of their book. You know, uh, Daniel wrote a big book. So did uh, also uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. And you know, like Obadiah, he just wrote one book. So I suggest all of you read at least Obadiah because when you get to heaven, you see an old bearded fellow with, you know, a long beard. Say, how you doing, Chad? You read my book? What's your name? Obadiah. Yeah, I heard of you, though. <laughs> Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Isaiah 53 and 9 said that Jesus Christ prophesying about him would make his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death, King James does. And then by the side of that death is a one and it goes out there and it said deaths is plural. Jesus died two deaths on the cross, a physical death, but he died spiritually. He died spiritually. The wages of sin is what? Huh? The wages of sin is what? Jesus was made sin for me. He came under the jurisdiction of that sin. He took every sin that's ever been or ever will be. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. It goes on to say in Isaiah 53, prophesying about Jesus, you know, said uh, he was a man of sorrows. He was a man of griefs. And it did please the Lord to bruise him. See, Isaiah 53, the 10th verse, it said, It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Another translation said, Jehovah has delighted in bruising him. He has made him sick. Messianic New, uh, Old Testament said, Yet it pleased the Lord to crush him by disease. American Bible version said, yet it pleased Jehovah to crush him with grievous sickness. See, on the cross, didn't any Roman soldier get your healing by putting stripes on Jesus Christ, his back? It pleased the Lord when Jesus died on the cross. He said, oh, my Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. 
He was under the jurisdiction and the judgment of the universe. And he descended that day, his spirit did, into the law prison house of suffering that day. His body was in the tomb. You know, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had carried him, embalmed him, and placed him in that tomb on the ground. But he said, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Our Lord Jesus descended into the prison house of suffering under the hand of judgment for the universe, praise God. And I'm telling you, every sin, every sickness, every disease, every iniquity was laid on him, praise God. And he carried it to from whence it came. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. He said, as Jonah was three days... And he gives us a picture of the prophet Jonah. You know, Jonah was the one sent to Nineveh. And you know, he ran, he didn't want to do what he was supposed to. And the storm came, and they began to pray on the ship. And, and they was praying and was getting no, nowhere fast. And they found Jonah hid out. Said, why aren't you praying to your God? He said, it won't do no good to me to pray to my God. This whole storm's on my account. And they said, they just throwed him overboard. <laughs> they just chunked him. And along Jonah, in the book of Jonah, said a big fish. But Matthew 12, 40 said, as Jonah uh, was in the belly of the whale, a whale came along and gathered him up. And one day, three days later, I'm telling you right now, seaweed wrapped around him. He done had those white spotches all over it where that acid had eat on him and up floated a whale on the bank of Nineveh there on the seacoast and they saw the prophet of God fold up on the blank. You know, they didn't have no trouble listening to him either. Man, they repented. Seaweed and all. Gastric juices and all. Amen. And Jesus said, I am going to have an experience exactly like Jonah had when he was in the belly of the whale. Now let me read you, I'll read you a translation because of time, I won't, we won't turn to Jonah and go into some things, but we'll kind of hit, a high, hit the high spots. Jonah, the second chapter, read that. One translation, he said, from the pit of Sheol I cry. This is what Jesus experienced, an experience exactly like Jonah. New American Bible said, from the midst of the netherworld cry I. From the midst of it I cry. Fourth verse said, one translation said, good news said, I, I thought I had been banished from your presence and would never see your holy temple again. When Jesus died on that cross, every bit of the revelation knowledge that he had as knowing he is the Son of God, everything that he had left him as being God's Son, as being the Son of Man, and all the darkness and the uh, spiritual death engulfed him. And darkness was over the face of the earth, but it was over him also. He descends now into that lower prison house of suffering. It goes on in Jonah 2.6. He said, I went down to the very root of the mountain into the land whose gates locked shut forever. 
New American Bible says, The bars of the netherworld were closed behind me forever. Another translation, Copeland, he said, Yet from the pit thou didst raise me to life again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, in Ephesians 4 and 9, he talks about when Jesus ascended. said, What is it he that ascended first descended into the lower uh, the lower regions. In, in other words, he went into the spiritual underworld. There he laid under the hand of judgment. He said over in, in Romans 10 and 7, he said, what is it then? Uh, uh, Jesus went down into the deep. The word deep there was the word of busos. In the New King James Version, it just calls it the abyss, which is the place of departed demons. It is the bottomless pit. It is the place where no man has ever escaped. Are you listening to me? Jesus knew that all the bars were, the doors were slammed shut in the face of your master. He lay under the hand of judgment three days and three nights. The worms, every demon of hell gathered up on him and they thought they had the son of the living God. They raced up and down the back alley shouting, we've defeated the son of God just like we've defeated the first one. But I'm telling you right now, on that third day, our mighty God, the one that's more than enough, said it's enough, it's enough. And he raised him out of that pit and he defeated death, hell, and the for you and me, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. He was in that abode of demons, the bottomless pit. There has never been but one escape. Hallelujah. You know, if you go to every person, Cherry has to go to hell. But if you went with Jesus, you can come out. Amen. Amen. We deserved hell. We deserved it. We was in union with hell. But I'm telling you right now, blessed be God, our God went for me. He paid the price. He went to jail for me. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Acts, the second chapter. You getting anything out of this tonight? Hallelujah. You know, if Jesus done all this for us, what will he do? I don't believe there's nothing he won't do for you. If you can find it in the word of God, bless God, it's yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Kind of like John said, if we find it in the will of God, we know the will of God, we have the petitions we desire of him. Hallelujah. Amen. If we know it's his will, bless God, we've got it. Amen. How do we know whether it's his will? Go to his word. Find it in his Bible. Amen. Acts, the second chapter. Look in the 24th verse. Talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God raised, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death. Now listen to me. When you die physically, you don't have no more pains. You know, when a person dies, you know, a lot of times said, well, his suffering days are over. But this is not what he's talking about here. Jesus' his spirit was in the prison house of suffering. 
He lay under pains and he lay under torment. He laid under the hand of judgment. He laid under the hand of sickness. You know, I believe this, that if a man has cancer, when he dies, he won't lose that cancer. I believe that if a man has arthritis and his body is twisted, when he dies, if he does not know Jesus, it'll remain with him. Now listen to him, what he said. Look in the 27th verse. He said, For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Praise be unto God. You have made known to me in the ways of life. Look in the 31st verse. He, he foreseeing this, spake concerning the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Two resurrections there, the soul and the flesh. When Mary saw Jesus, that resurrection morning, blessed be God, hallelujah, she saw Jesus when she turned expecting to talk to the gardener that day, and he said, Mary, Mary. She said, Rabboni, Rabboni, my teacher, my master, hallelujah. Jesus Christ had just come from the defeat of Satan. He had just come out of the burning pit of hell. Praise be unto God. No wonder she he didn't recognize him. His hair was white as snow and his countenance had changed and he had just defeated God's enemy, man's enemy, praise God, and he had laid under the hand of judgment until the total price of every sin, sickness, and disease was totally annihilated and God raised him up out of that pit. Hallelujah. And resurrection morning, he said, Mary, hallelujah, touch me not, I'm fixing their sin to my father. Some people said, well, Jesus, when he died, he straightway ascended to his father. But he told Mary, I hadn't ascended yet, but I go to my father and your father. They'll tell him, I'm going to my God and your God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen this time? Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Victory over death. Victory over everything that was against mankind. Jesus bought and paid for it. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Victory, oh victory. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. We'll continue on with this. We don't want to get into, you know, if I have to, you know, take another hour or two to get into some more, but we may teach on this same thing another couple of Sunday nights. Amen. amen. And let's get a solid foundation of what Jesus went through and what he accomplished on our behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, well stand up on your feet. Praise be unto God, praise be unto God. Lift your hands and praise God. Oh, say this with me, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that I've been redeemed by the blood of God this night in Jesus' name. I thank you that I've joined myself to Messiah. Your life, Your life has now become my life. Now become my life. You've, made me more than a You've made me more than a conqueror. You conquered all my enemies. And in Jesus' name, I can walk in your victory.
My, say this with me. My journey here on earth is simply this. Celebrating every day your victory. Every day is victory. Every day is triumph. Every day I walk in your victory. This night, victory, all victory is mine. Hallelujah. Now praise him for it. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. If Jesus, did Jesus defeat the devil? Did he fit, defeat hell? Well, so did I. <laughs> All my enemies have been defeated. They've been in the ring with my champion. Hallelujah. Amen. He came out victorious. He now wears the belt that says, King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Glory. See what this will do? God will anoint this stuff to get in your heart, man. He'll anoint this to get in your heart where you can walk in it. Amen. Amen. It takes a while to hear this, but it takes another while to walk in it. Amen. Me and Brother Felton was talking about last night. Man, I used to think I'll grow some folks up in six months. You know what? I never did grow them up in six months. It takes time, don't it, Susie? I can get something in them. I can preach some word, and I, I, I can get intense with this thing and put it in them. But you still got to walk it out in the natural. Amen. You've got Amen. to live it. You've got to live it. You've got to every day when you wake up and problems all around, you got to step right in the middle. Jesus has already won. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, glory, 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 glory. Glory. Let's see if we can have a big group here to, uh, 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 next Sunday night especially. Tell everybody about what we're teaching. Tell a bunch of people, not just those who come to this church. Let's fill this thing up. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm tired of working on y'all a handful. <laughs> I done about got y'all reworked. <laughs> Ain't we felt You've been working them on the front end, and I've been working them on this end, ain't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Does anybody need prayer for anything tonight? Anybody need prayer? Bless God. Oh, victory's eyes, victory's eyes, victory's eyes. It ain't no, it, it'd be a bigger, listen to it'd be a bigger miracle if she didn't get healed. It'd be a bigger miracle. It'd be a bigger miracle. If Satan can stop it, he can't stop it. He's been defeated, praise God. Lift your hands in Jesus' name. Come here, lay your hand right on her stomach, praise God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Glory to God. Now, now lay your hand on her stomach, pray over Praise God, hallelujah. Jay, you got anything, lay your hand on Lay your hand on Hallelujah, praise God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brenda, lay your hand on if you got anything. Praise God. You got something that'll flow out of you? Like a river of living water? Like a river, like a river, like a river, like a river, like a river. A river, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Walt Jean, do you know? Do you know that God gave me to you? I'm your pastor. I'm your pastor. I'll do anything you want me to do. I belong to you. Do you know that? I'm yours. I'm yours. I belong to you. Praise God. Linda, do you know that? I belong to you. I'm a gift to you and James. Hallelujah. Liz, you know that? I belong to you. I'm yours. I'm your servant. Do you know that? Hallelujah. Do you understand that? I'm your servant. God gave me to you. Whatever comes up, my job is to see to it that we stand together in victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clayton, do you know that? Amen. I'm your pastor. Yes, Hallelujah. Do you know God gave me to y'all? To your family. Amen. To your family. I belong to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jimmy, do you know that? Amen. I'm yours. I'm your servant. I'm your pastor. God, I'm a gift to you. I belong to you. When something comes up, bless God, if I, someone belongs to me, I don't mind calling them. Tell me I need some help. It's three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to worry, Pastor. Bless God, grab the phone. I'm your servant. Do you understand that, Russell? I belong to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You know that, don't you, Raymond? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Marsha, what did you receive? Are you healed? Praise God. I believe that. If you believe that, praise our God. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Well, why don't we shake hands and hug somebody's neck, two or three, and you can be dismissed. Check those tapes in the book room.